Hey there, it's Mara Schiavocampo, and you're listening to Motivated. Whether you work out regularly or someone who really watches your diet, or maybe you've slipped off the wagon or gained back some weight that you've lost, or you just need an extra push to help you stay on track, staying motivated is key. And that's why we're here to help. Every week, we're bringing you the top health, wellness, and fitness experts, along with a lot of really amazing everyday people. And it's all about helping you live a healthier and happier life. All right, so today we're talking about gut health with Jeanette Hyde, the author of The Gut Makeover, Four Weeks to Nourish Your Gut, Revolutionize Your Health, and Lose Weight. Welcome, Jeanette. Hello. You're from across the pond. London. Yes, indeed. Well, thanks Thanks for being here. So let's start talking about gut health, because this is something that I do feel like I'm hearing more and more about. So it's an, it feels very much like an emerging area of health and wellness. What is gut health? Well... We did you know that we've all got um, three or four pounds of bacteria in our guts, like like living yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, and there's actually trillions and trillions of bacteria in 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 that gut, gut um, you know, in the gut. Um, trillions but, of live bacteria are inside our body. Yeah, and it's called it's got a name. It's called the microbiome, and it's almost it's been being called the forgotten organ. Um, it used to be that uh, medics assumed that we had that this bacteria was benign and of no use to us medically whatsoever they couldn't have been more wrong so the research that's been coming out in the last few years about the microbiome has turned everything that we knew about weight control and many other systems in the body are controlled and influenced by the health of this bacteria in our gut so what have we learned about the? You said the micro microbiome. What have we learned about the microbiome and how it affects the way we look and feel? Well, we now know that it's connected with um, influencing our weight. So if you think about in the 20th century, you know, I don't know about you, but I was kind of brought up on this calories in and calories out yes, thing. and low fat, low yeah, sugar. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, if it worked, you wouldn't have to keep doing it, would right. you? Right, and we wouldn't have the obesity problem that we have. And yeah, that, that's the view I am of. And then this research started to come out in the last few years. And as a nutritional therapist, I started getting really excited about it. Um, and then I started using it with, with my clients and looking at these principles and seeing how what results I could get. So what's happening now is what I've... This, this book is... Um, uh, a plan that I have designed based on that science and based on also what I saw in clinical practice with people that I worked with, which is uh, how you can manipulate the landscape or the composition of this bacteria so that it makes you healthy, so that it really works for you and it can help to control your weight. And that's because it's in, it's involved in, in uh, controlling your metabolism. It can also control are hunger hormones, you know, the ones that make you feel full up or tell you that you're hungry. So so these bacteria have an influence on how sati- satiated you feel if you're hungry and your metabolism, three key things to managing your weight. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And then on top of that, it's almost like buy one, get another, you know, half a dozen free. <laughs> we <laughs> love a good sale. <laughs> well, you do because it also improves, um, makes your immune system work much better. Because um, about 70 or 80% of our immune cells are actually based in the lining of the gut. And so they are 
having a conversation with the gut bacteria. You know, it's going backwards and forwards. So this bacteria, if it's really healthy and it's thriving and it's blooming, it's kind of sending the right signals to your immune system to look after you. So this can mean that, you know, people can see improvements in all kinds of things. Anything, I've seen things like um, autoimmune disorders, you know, some of the symptoms of those arrested or improved. Um, people report, report things like, you know, the hay fever that they have every year. You know, they haven't had it this year after doing a bit of gut maintenance, uh, a gut restoration program like this. So um, it's it's beneficial in a number of ways. And is it is it going to help you look better? I mean, can can I be shallow? Oh, you, <laughs> and, and that and that is one of the things that brings people to this kind of plan to start with. In the book, I do have a questionnaire in there, and I also, in my clinical practice, I give people a symptoms questionnaire before we start work because just weighing yourself, that, that's just one small measure of something that's improved. But, you know, people report all kinds of things. But skin, quite often, can improve a lot on a program like this because, again, the gut bacteria seems to be very connected with your immune system and your skin. So things like eczema and psoriasis and chronic acne can really sort of benefit from eating this way. And in some ways it feels like, you know, people have different anecdotal experiences where when they change their diet, their skin clears up. When they change their diet, they have more energy. When they do different things, they see these different benefits. It sounds like in a lot of ways this is explaining what some people have noticed in their lives, the, the way that nutrition and diet is affecting the way they look and feel. Absolutely. And I, in this book, it's 100% based on just real food. I, ha I haven't included supplements and things. People quite often say to me, oh, what supplements should I take? Due to looking, looking at the research, but also working with people day in, day out, I find that you can get phenomenal improvement in your symptoms over a month just concentrating on real food. Mm. And I think sometimes we don't, we don't, we take it for granted that food is so powerful and, you know, food is medicine. And in this particular case, um, just coming back to the gut bacteria, you're feeding this gut bacteria <laughs> continually. So you're literally feeding a, an organism. You're feeding you the bacteria are, that lives in you your are. body. For instance, a lot of people say, oh, I'm, should I take some B vitamins? You don't have to bother with B vitamins if you've got a good microbiome. If your microbiome is working, thriving, and, you know, it's got a good balance between the good bacteria and the not so good and, you know, the bad bacteria. And if you've got lots of diversity of different bacteria in there, the result is that your microbiome manufactures a lot of B vitamins that are needed in the body. And you need the B vitamins for your mental health and also for having lots of energy. Right. Do you see what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So they so, all, it's like a cycle. You, when you're providing yeah. your body with the proper nutrition, yeah. it's giving the microbiome what it needs and then it's giving your body what it needs. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about the plants, the gut makeover. So, so what is the plan that you, in your book? So what I invite you to do with this plan is to take out of the diet um, certain things and to load into the diet in massive, you know, sort of plentifully other things. So, okay, to coming to what do you take out? I suppose you can't, it's not a food, but I'll just mention it. Um, antibiotics can be like, you know, a nuclear bomb on your gut bacteria. They're designed to kill bacteria. Yes. And it's indiscriminate, good bacteria and bad bacteria. Exactly. So it kills that sort of ear infection that you've got, but also hammers the gut bacteria and so afterwards your microbiome could actually go into a more aggressive um, 
for extraction of calories from the food that you're, you've been eating and you may be more prone to put on weight after antibiotics or anyway so antibiotics is just all I'm saying is um, be very thoughtful before having antibiotics and you know discuss it with your medical doctor the, the last resort you know a lot yes. of people take them and I've had this conversation yeah. with lots of doctors people take them for things that you don't need an antibiotic absolutely for, that you're going to get better anyway yeah like the flu or yeah. a cold they run their course and absolutely. you get better but they're not, and they're not bacterial infections exactly yeah so that, that's just something aside. So many people may benefit from this just because maybe you have had to have antibiotics. And this is a very good gut restoration program. What, what was the question? So the, uh, <laughs> so, so the things that are coming out. So yes. you're, you're getting rid of antibiotics. Yes. What else should you lose? Okay. So many of us uh, on, you know, you know, the standard American diet or, you know, standard Western diet are having a lot. Um, we're having a mono diet, you know. I often see people's food diaries and they haven't really thought about it, you know, this color thing. So for breakfast, there's a bowl of, you know, breakfast cereal. For lunch, there might be some sandwiches sitting at their desk, eaten in a real hurry. I do <laughs> encourage everybody to slow down the chewing. That's another big thing. And in the evening, it may be sort of a bowl of pasta with some tomato sauce on it or something, and you know, half a bottle of wine or whatever. Um, but there's actually not in in when I you know when you see a food diary like that there isn't this diversity, and so what you need to do is get away from this mono diet, and also too much alcohol is not good for the gut bacteria. I know that in red wine it's continually quoted that it's got polyphenols that could feed the good bacteria in the gut. If you're having too much alcohol, it can really be an irritant of the gut lining and that can lead to dysbiosis so the good bacteria and the bad bacteria are out of balance so, so, so any kind of alcohol so a lot of people think red wine is very I mean, it's very heart healthy there's certainly benefits to it but you're saying any kind of alcohol it could be problematic i've chosen based on what i've seen works with clients to take alcohol out for a month for a month yeah i okay. mean of course you can you know put it back in after there's lots of um principles on this plan you could continue which are great housekeeping for your gut bacteria longer term mm. so you know a bit of red wine in the future yeah but for this month I, I take it out I, I've also found with alcohol is that the, the real problem for me is that once I've had a couple drinks then everything else goes out the window that's too. right so if you're yeah. on a, a if you're if you're trying to say do the gut makeover after two glasses of wine is, is it really that important you know and then you want the cheese Ab bread <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely so on this program as well I encourage you to take all the sugar, all the main sugar, sugary things out for the month. Again, you don't want the sugar feeding the bad bacteria in the right. gut. Does sugar feed bad bacteria? Yes, that's that. That is thought to be one of the mechanisms going on. Remember, we come from hunter gatherers. Can you imagine how often the hunter gatherer gets hold of a pot of honey? Right, not that often. Not that, and you have so, to fight off bees for it too. Right. <laughs> so in the in this program, there's a bit of honey. You can use honey in some of the cooking in there and that, but you know, it's on in small quantities as mm -hmm. and when needed. Right. Um, right. Okay. So limiting our you would cut out alcohol for that month. So I, this is a four-week program. So for those four weeks, cut yes, out alcohol. Yeah, but okay. what, what I encourage you to do is to bombard your body with diversity and color. So you have three meals a day. And I, I, I um, suggest three hearty meals a day. And no snacking. N no snacking because... And also, I encourage a 12-hour overnight fast because if you look at the studies on, on the microbiome, when you have a long period in the 24-hour period with no um, food, the gut bacteria starts to regenerate and to flourish. And, you know, those good um, bacteria are blooming again, which, again, has a knock-on impact on your hunger hormones and your metabolism. Stay tuned. More of our conversation is on the way after a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. 
Carob is a new vitamin brand that aims to help ensure you're meeting your body's nutrition needs. On their site, they ask you questions about your diet, your health goals, and recommend the best supplements for you. It's a really easy process, and it takes just a couple of minutes. They send you your supplements and personalized daily packs, and that's so convenient. And you can save money when you're getting your vitamins there compared to your local health food store. Go to TakeCareOf.com and get 50% off your first order with the code motivated. I've often found that what I'm eating determines how optimistic I am, how sluggish I am, you know, th- those kinds of mental health things. In what ways is, is the right gut health going to help you? Okay, so if we just come back to that microbiome and what you need to do for it to be healthy, I'll just talk about that. You need to have the good bacteria in the majority and the bad bacteria in the minority. And then within that bacteria, you need to have lots and lots of different bacteria. So when you've got those two mechanisms working on your side that has you know an impact on you know the weight the immune system the mental health your skin and many many other parts of our health as well so back to kind of the basics of the plan so four weeks you want no antibiotics if you can avoid it of course under doctor's guidance uh no alcohol and you say eat you know colors so what are you talking about when you talk about that okay so what i encourage you to do is have seven cupfuls american cupfuls of plants that's vegetables fresh herbs some fruit in a day and then within those seven cupfuls you want to get as much variety as you possibly can seven cups of fruits and vegetables a day and i noticed that you said some fruit so of that because i could eat seven cups of pineapple no problem but that's not what you're talking about no because um it's just just keeping the sugar um down and i think that and i and i ask people to avoid dried fruits as well people have no idea how what sugar is in dried fruit. Right. It's basically so like candy. It is. So, yeah, no fresh fruit, you know, it's fine. So, But how much are we talking about? A cup, two cups? How much oh, of that seven cups would you oh, say for two, fruit? Two of fruit two and of five fruit. as, you know, vegetables. Okay. And then I also encourage you to, I mean, if you are a breakfast eater, to try and get two cupfuls of plants in before you even walk out of the house in the morning, if you possibly can. And that's why in the book there are various shakes that I um, have right, made Right, because if you can blend them, it's a lot easier to drink. <laughs> yeah, and also it's like it takes half a minute because, you know, you can take your almond milk or, or your um, uh, kefir, which is a fermented milk kefir, which has, you know, tens of billions of bacteria in it. It's almost, it's a, you know... Very well, I do want to talk stuff. about that because yeah. that gets us into the prebiotics and probiotics. Yes. And you have recipes in the book as I do. well so that I people do. can, can yes. consult that. Yeah. Oh, so let's talk about the prebiotics and the probiotics. So the, the prebiotics, and I don't want to get this mixed up. Okay. You're the expert. The prebiotics, that was the potato and the banana, right? Did I do that The prebiotics, right? the prebiotics? yes. Prebiotics? Right. Okay, yeah. great. I'm two yeah. for two because we spoke earlier yeah. today and I thought I was going to screw it up then too. All right. So the prebiotics, the two two that you really like cold potatoes that's right yeah. and banana that's right so how often should you be eating those things and how much and why okay you're not I, I'm, I'm not i'm not expecting you to eat um just those two so if we come back to just eating lots of fruit and vegetables that's good because the fiber feeds the good bacteria in your gut and the color you know the deep dark colors you know in the berries and the beetroots and the 
you know, and, and dark leafy vegetables, the, the colour actually feeds good bacteria in the gut as well. So if you get in your seven cups, just as much colour and fibre and texture as you possibly can, you know, grating carrot on top of salads, you know, throwing some pomegranate seeds, chopping some fresh herbs on top of your eggs in the morning. That's one thing. But now with prebiotics, we're getting into the nerdy sort of, you know, the super end of all this stuff. Because in um, vegetables that are known as, as or fruits that are known as prebiotics, they have special fibres that are like super feeders of the good bacteria in the gut. So in bananas, you've got inulin, and that feeds good bacteria. So again, you could just blend that banana into the almond milk or the kefir in the morning. You could throw in some frozen berries as well. You've got the polyphenols, and up and away you go. So that's why bananas. But in the book, I have a list of other prebiotic um, fruit and vegetables, things like fresh asparagus. they're, They're wonderful. Jerusalem artichokes. I mean... Go slowly with these prebiotics to begin with, by the way, because you can be a little bit windy while you're... A little uh, windy. I love, I love how elegant that is. That's very British of you. It can be a little windy. While your, your gut is getting used to all these new colors. Well put. <laughs> and then there's the probiotics. And so what, what, what are the probiotics? Okay, so the probiotics. I personally um, prefer to use food rather than pills. The thing about the probiotic pills is... Some of them, we, we don't know, there's a lot of different studies around, but, you know, some uh, do manage to get the uh, bacteria and the pill all the way to the colon where it's going to be useful. And some of them, it, they don't seem to be so effective at, at it. Whereas when I look to, um, you know, food and I work with clients, I see that the food, I think, I, I think one can get better results through real food than through the pills. So I use real food, and I did see an Italian study the other day, which is about kefir, and it was um, great to read. They had a group of people for a month all having a little bit of kefir every morning, and they measured their stools at the end of it, and, you know, their microbiomes were absolutely flourishing at the end of it, and, you know, the good bacteria was in the majority, and the bad had diminished or been crowded out. So what a terrible study to have to work on, though. <laughs> <laughs> your, your job is to measure all these stool samples. Yeah, and I, and I read in the study that they all sort of delivered the stool sample to oh, the lab themselves. Gosh, you know? well, all in the name of science. <laughs> Dedication, right? wasn't so, it? So you prefer, because probiotic pills are very popular, a lot of people mm. use them, so you prefer trying to get your probiotics through food as opposed to getting taking a pill yeah i do and the other reason is because it's sustainable for the long term the other thing about these probiotics is they're kind of passing through they're they're visitors they're travelers in the gut and you need to be having a bit of this fermented food every single day so you need to i mean i don't i have clients who are traveling you know and you know i remember a few years ago somebody um, emailing me on a sunday lunchtime from florida on holiday saying oh my god i've forgotten my my supplements and you know do you see what I mean? It's not sustainable, whereas food, you should be able to just look around you wherever you are and think, oh, I'll have a banana or, you know, with the probiotics. There's so many foods that you can eat. Um, there are, there's the fermented milk kefir, and I prefer that to just plain yogurt because it, it's got the bacteria in the tens of billions. And you, I think that's why it gets through to the colon because it's a numbers game. It's got to get past the stomach acid. And then you've got things like sauerkraut, um, and a lot of these are eaten in, you know, traditional societies uh, all around the world. They, before we had refrigeration, people had to pickle a lot of their vegetables. Right. So, and what happens is they ferment and then they produce lots of bacteria and that, that's very, very helpful. For the first two weeks of this plan, there isn't the, the dairy in there because um, uh, we want to s- sort of get your gut ready for it. Right. And then some people 
put it in and I, I ask people to monitor their symptoms when they put a bit of dairy back in for the first time and if you, you don't feel great or your skin comes out in a rash or you have loose stools or something then take it as a sign that maybe dairy isn't for your particular gut we're right. so individual all of us and I really encourage people to listen to what the gut says listen to it yeah listen to your body and it sounds like the guiding principle here really is you know whole fresh foods a lot of fruits and vegetables a lot of colors I and mean, this is a very holistic approach to eating. Yes, it is. And um, it, I've, I've uh, had a lot of influence from Mediterranean cooking in it as well, because also I looked at the, there's some really wonderful research on Mediterranean diet. And when I looked at Mediterranean diet, you know, it's all this sort of like abundance of fresh vegetables, fruit, fre- fresh herbs and everything. They use extra virgin olive oil, which is full of these polyphenols, which is in the color of the oil, which helps feed the good bacteria in the gut. Um, so, and then you have um, lots of nuts and seeds, and um, you know you eat sort of uh, you know g- good meats, uh, fish. Um, do, do, do you see what I mean? Yeah. So, so a lot of those principles you can you can just keep keep going. And the, the olive oil is the default oil in this book yeah. because, again, the research is so fabulous on olive oil. Um, it's good for your heart, but um, people, you know, you can also lose weight with it as well. You know, with just get coming away from that calories in and calories out and counting, feed your microbiome and your weight should slot into place. It's a great, great new way to think about food. It's thinking about food in a completely different way. Thank you so much for your time. Jeanette Hyde, The Gut Makeover. Four weeks. Change your life the way you look and feel, right? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Staying motivated is a 24-7 job. Let's keep this conversation going. Send us your questions by using the hashtag motivated or tweet me at MaraCamp. Help spread the motivation by taking a moment to give us a quick review. Just click the link in the description of this episode. New episodes post Monday mornings. And don't forget, you can watch this interview anytime at abcnews.com. Motivated is a production of ABC News. Thanks for listening. I'm Mara Schiavocampo. Big thanks to the sponsor of today's episode. Care of is a new vitamin brand that aims to help ensure you're meeting your body's nutrition needs. On their site, they ask you questions about your diet, your health goals, and recommend the best supplements for you. It's a really easy process, and it takes just a couple of minutes. They send you your supplements in personalized daily packs, and that's so convenient. And you can save money when you're getting your vitamins there compared to your local health food store. Go to TakeCareOf.com and get 50% off your first order with the code motivated.